Hello, hello, and welcome or welcome back to Trucking Answers, the podcast. I'm Mark, your podcast host, and I'm here with my co-host, Gracie, who's looking at me and ready to jump in at any moment. I don't know if she's going to jump up here and claw me. Who knows what's going to happen next? Hey, have you heard that we're at 42 countries? (laughs) Well, we are. We're still at 42, and two people have downloaded the podcast from Saskatchewan. So thank you to you people who are probably huddled up inside of a cabin somewhere with bearskin coats on or something like that. I have no idea what they're doing up there. What do we do on this podcast? Well, we're going to have some trucking news, some automotive news, and we're going to have another reason why we don't live on Mars. Do you know why I'm not living on Mars right now? There's all kinds of real estate available. I saw it on Zillow, but I can't go move there. Why? Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid people here that do idiot things to waste our tax dollars and I can't get there. That's why. So I'm stuck here on this planet. Now, I want to talk today a little bit about YouTube. All right, we do YouTube every Monday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time live. All right, we are live over there. So come on over and enjoy the fun and frivolity there. And there was a great quote on a recent uh, YouTube live show by an astute viewer who uh, commented that the value of something is determined by the buyer. And that is correct most of the time. But here, I think, in trucking, we have a different situation. Normally, say I have a piece of artwork. All right, I have a, uh, who knows what I have, a Picasso. And I want to sell it. Well, I want $50 million for it. But the value of it is determined by what someone will pay for it, not by what I want for it. Because it is something that people do not need. So you can somehow live your life without having a Picasso on your wall. Here in trucking, as we see across the the board really in labor, is when a company needs something like your labor, they have a tough time determining the price of it. What they do is throw something out there and keep raising the price a little bit at a time until they get someone to do it. And for example, there are, I have one glass of water which would save one person's life, but there are a hundred people that need it. Well, I could pretty much raise the price of that (laughs) because everybody needs it. So the determined the determining factor in the price isn't necessarily by the buyer at that point. Then the power goes to the seller instead of the buyer because the seller has the advantage. And it's the same here with labor in trucking. Okay. We as drivers have let the buyer, which would be the employer, determine our pay for too long, for much too long. What happens then is there's many, many times when we're not paid anything, right? What did Pete, Mayor Pete says? Oh, uh, you know, there's a cost of wasting driver's time. We got to figure that out. Well, what is that cost? What's that cost to you? I mean, why are people selling their time for free to companies? Because the companies can get away with it. They're like, well, we just don't pay anything. That needs to end and it needs to end immediately. Okay. Now, there are companies that pay for your time. There are companies that pay even for your off time, depending on the company. But then, on the other side of this, we have companies that have way too much time, even work time, 
that goes unpaid all right unrecognized and unpaid and that needs to end and it can end it can end there's several ways to do it. we could stop working there which I'd like people to do and I think that'll work through um, the United Federation of commercial drivers as we can put up billboards get ads out talk to drivers spread out spread the message but also also what I think we can do is put this information out there for people to know about the press the press doesn't know really what's going on they only hear one side of it the ATA they hear that one side well let's get our message out there let's get it out there so everybody go join the private Facebook group all right if you want to go over there United Federation of Commercial Drivers I figured that'd be a good way to talk now we'll tell you there's probably some companies that are going to join they'll send some one of their drivers to join or whatever so there's no way to to get that out of there so when you post something you know just remember that some companies could uh, you know could be looking at that but what I'd like posted there are more than just stories now of course stories tell your story of what happened at a company or whatever but here's what we need to get action done so we can take action driver manuals pictures of driver manuals or communications with your company or with a company that you used to work for or with um, recruiters I get a lot of those people send those things to me where a recruiter sending you hey we pay this or whatever something that's in writing which you should always be communicating with your company in writing anyway even if you have a great relationship with the company everybody loves everybody there's hugs all around when you come in and it doesn't matter like okay so when a, if they call me from work I don't answer the phone it always goes to voicemail it's a beauty of caller ID who remembers when you had to pay for caller ID and have a separate box attached to your landline phone for caller ID remember those days Oh, those were the days. It was like $7 a month, and you had to buy the unit, which sat next to the phone. Anyways, when they call, I don't answer. They go to voicemail because here's the thing. If I'm not at work, they're not paying me, so it's up to me if I answer. I'm not on call. I'm not a doctor. right? I'm not on 24-hour call there, so they always go to voicemail. If I call them back and we talk, and they go, can you do this? Because let me come in on Saturdays or whatever sometimes or do something different. Do this, do that. Here's what it pays, whatever. And then immediately after that conversation they get a text or an email depends on how long it has to be and I say okay here's what we just talked about on the phone you just called me here's what we said here's what I'm supposed to do here's what you're supposed to pay me here's the times all that if you agree to this then I'll get started as soon as I hear back from you I won't start till I hear back from you and I wait to get a response okay that's how I do it because then there is no question about what they said get everything in writing get it in writing and so if you have something in writing from a driver manual and then there's a difference on your check okay get that kind of thing posted and try not to post private information because anything you post suddenly becomes public I would like to say here that I am NOT an attorney as much as people may be surprised by that fact but I also want to tell people not to be discouraged and don't say, well, I can't post things because my company said I'm not allowed to do it. Okay, I want to read to you here. The NLRB versus Brookshire Grocery in 1990, okay, in court, determined this is the Fifth Circuit Court, right, that employers, that, uh, right, employers, employees have a right to discuss their salary and wages on their own time. Okay, so you can discuss what you make. You can discuss your working conditions. And in 2014, President Obama signed another executive order furthering that to federal workers because the NLRB didn't apply to federal workers. Okay, so the National Labor Relations Board says that employees can discuss 
anything and you cannot be discriminated against for anything inquiring about discussing or disclosing your compensation to anyone all right so don't be afraid of what your company says shove this up in their face and they can shove it up their butt either way right you can discuss what you're making with anybody even though many employers many employers like this article says from an attorney right jackson spencer law that it, that uh, many places post that oh you're not allowed to discuss this that's absolutely illegal all right they can't do that the national labor relations board already determined that you can discuss your wages anywhere uh, you like on your own time all right say that they don't want you they're what they're saying look you're wasting time at work or whatever but you can discuss your wages with others so you can put down what you're making stuff like that and i'd like to know all these kind of things because companies need to be shamed about this this is the problem usually it's at a place also that has a lower wage that'll say oh you know you can't talk about this with anybody yes you absolutely can talk about it however you want to talk about it okay so tell them that but if you're still i'd love to hear from somebody in the 30 cent range 30 cent anybody still in the 30 cents oh my gosh i mean that would really be incredible right now so I just want to post that out there and uh, for the private Facebook group so that, you know, if you want to get stuff done, we're going to have to take action. But we can't take action unless we have information. And it has to be in writing. A story, while it might be a true story, it may be a great story. It isn't anything that really can be taken action on if there's nothing on the other side of it. You know, a company, say we write a company, say, well, this driver said this. And they'll go, well, no, that's not what happened. Well, now what? Now where do we go with that? Nowhere right nowhere we so we need something in writing here's what they said and here's what happened so things that are in writing are going to work out a lot better billboards and that yeah okay let's be honest they're going to cost money doing stuff like this costs money that's why it's set up as a membership so if you want to join and uh, get the cause going that way also that would be great go to uh, truckinganswersnation.com slash uh you know ufcd and you can join corporate sponsors also can uh, get on the board there as well there's a bill of rights there also okay so check out the bill of rights am i 100 percent on it am i 90 percent? should there be more less write to me let me know what you think right what do you think about that and how do we do it and so that way we can have kind of groundwork you know framework for places to to look at where are they going wrong and how can they do better because really what i want to do is get the industry changed for the better imagine if all the people that came in the industry let's just say in the next 12 months imagine if they stayed they came on they got treated you know pretty fairly to get started and then went on to some great uh job where they're getting paid for all their time and everything wow i mean we can solve the whole industry problem in a year if people would just stay so let's see if we can get that done the thing is, you have the power when the person that needs your service is has to compete with other people that need your service. Their power as the buyer of your service goes down because they really need what you are selling. And so right now, of all times, we are in the driver's seat, you might say, as a bad cliche. And so now's the time to take action. You strike while the iron's hot. Can we get any more cliches? Anybody else have any more cliches to put in there? All right, so that's how we're going to do that right now. Hey, Matt's uh, Mid-America Truck Show. All right, March 24 to 26, still on. I got a little concerned. Somebody said it was canceled. Okay, so looked again, still on. We're still ready to go for that. I'll be there at least Saturday the 26th, maybe Friday, Saturday. But look, I'm going to promise Saturday, so let's shoot for Saturday. I'll be coming down there 
in uh, the old mobile unit. So hope to see everybody down there. Let's walk around and aggravate companies as you walk around down there. Hey, imagine, uh, imagine that. Let's do, let's do some of that going on. Volvo's got an electric semi. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Day cab. It's Gen 2 on the day cab. Soon to be Gen Z. Get this. 455 horsepower, but <laughs> 4,051 torques. Holy crap. That is burnout city when you are on, uh, if you're bobtailing the thing around. Yikesy. Yikesies. 275 mile range and at 565 kilowatt battery. Wow. That's a five and a half uh, mo uh, uh, Tesla Model S, you know, P100s. So charging on that, I don't know, a few hours at least at a mega charger, super high speed charger. The heat produced charging that thing is going to be incredible. This will be a great local uh, uh, truck, though, is what they're talking about. And it was a it was blue, of course, day cab. And it would be a good local truck where you can charge back at your terminal. Maybe you have just these a bunch of short runs around there. Where the truck sits in dock, then goes to the next dock, goes to the next dock. I think it would be great uh, for that kind of thing. You're not going to do any long distance with it at 275-mile range, certainly. But, you know, if you went out 50, 100 miles in large cities, Chicago, you know, L.A., Cheyenne, all these big cities that need these kind of trucks, I mean, that is going to be where it goes. Do you have any blue com checks? <laughs> do you have any of the blue com checks? Are you colorblind? <laughs> If you're colorblind, ask the person next to you what color your com checks are. If you have some of the old blue com checks, starting January 31st, right, they're not going to be accepted anywhere because apparently com check is changing banks. So I guess because they got a toaster at the other bank. Who remembers that? But it's like memory lane. You used to go in and start a deposit account, as they called them, and they would give you some kind of gift. A toaster was very common, that kind of thing, because a toaster was a big deal. Right. I remember growing up, we had a toaster where the sides of it split open. You'd put a piece of toast in it and close the side up instead of putting it into a slot on the top. That's what my grandfather had. That's what kind of toaster he had. And a, the cord was uh, cloth. All right, Mark, who cares about growing up in the 1940s? <laughs> if you have a blue com check, uh, they're no longer going to accept them starting January 31st. You'll have to change to the green com checks. Apparently, some pilots will give you a green one. Some drivers have said... You can also go to the, there's a phone number on there and call them and tell them, look, I need some new com, new com checks. They'll give you the new ones. Your company should change them out for you. That'd be another way to do it. Tell them, hey, these com checks aren't going to be good in case you have some of the old com checks. Uh, maybe you want to pay a, um, a lumper service with the blue com checks after January 31st so that you feel like you're not really paying them. I don't know. You say, I had no idea about the color. I'm colorblind. Uh, I don't know. I'm Sandy Duncan. I have one eye. I don't know. I don't know. Either way. You're not going to be able to use the com checks after January 31st. During this recent storm on the East Coast, here again on the press, in the media, what do we see? Truck after truck in an accident. Now, sure, Mark, there's a lot of accidents with cars. I know that. The accidents with trucks make the news. One truck was hanging off of a bridge, if you saw that, with the cab of the truck down on the ground below. That's what makes the news. And here's the thing. Can we please park during this? How good do you think the roads are going to be in Charlotte when it's snowing? All right. It's not like they can take care of that kind of thing. There's no point in leaving, even if you're just stuck in a wreck for hour after hour. Hit the truck stop for a day. Take a, take a break. Right. Get some rest. And get back out there when the roads get better. There's really no point in risking this 
When you crash like that, you could certainly lose your job, kill somebody, or kill yourself. Let's be safe out there and, you know, get it parked. I'm all for parking. Unless you're delivering a kidney for a transplant, all right, your load can wait. There's all this talk now about 5G, 5G, they're going to be 5G. And so who's mad about it? The airlines. They're all like, hey, you know what? We need a buffer zone around the airports or everybody's going to die in a plane crash. I don't know if you watch the show Mythbusters that used to be on. All right. They tested cell phones because there's been a ban on using your cell phone in planes here in the United States forever. Uh, as far as I can remember since they started that if you turn on your cell phone even for a second the plane will immediately flip over and crash into the ground everybody will be ejected out the windows so they hooked up 100 cell phones in a plane and made continuous calls while they monitored all the instruments and nothing happened this is the same with 5g the what they're concerned about is the altimeters are on a frequency that is close to the 5G spectrum and they're afraid of interference from phones and the interference would come from cheaper phones that are not made well it works the same in ham radio we need these cheap Chinese radios that uh, you know they have a lot of bleed over on other frequencies all right so that's why I recommend people get a good radio not made in China because of that kind of thing you get a lot of uh, interference but the same with cell phones and what is going to happen is they're going to probably have an area around airports where you will not get high-speed service. So if you live near an airport or are traveling near the airport, they're not going to do that. Verizon said they're going to wait a year before they put out high-speed near the airports. And the thing is, well, what they're saying is, look, if the altimeter can't read how high it is off the ground, the plane isn't going to be able to land itself. As far as I know, there's a pilot in the planes. So... Didn't it used to be that the pilot actually flew the plane? Yeah. Oh, Mark, you're so old. Well, the pilot is supposed to be there to take over if there's any issues. Is that not correct? Even if the plane is flying itself, landing itself. Same with an autonomous truck or car. Isn't that amazing? So what they're saying, here's a plane, right? $70 million, $80 million, you know, $100 million. And if somebody turns their cell phone on in the area... The plane's going to crash. That's exactly what they're saying. They're saying that cell phones could make the plane's instruments not read correctly and crash. So that that is the future of autonomous trucking and everything else. Keep in mind, right, they only have a few trucks running, and this is where we're headed. So somebody who goes down to the Quickie Mart and talks to Apu and gets a phone for 20 bucks and turns it on near the airport is going to crash a plane, is what they're saying. And they don't want 5G near the airports. Think about that. When we see these trucks with all these sensors and uh, self-driving and all this all over the place, think about that. Think about that as you go along. Hey, Sony, you ever heard of the company called Sony? You may have heard of them, some little company. <clears throat> they're going to build a car. Yeah, they go, we want to build a car. We want to build a car. Would you buy a Sony car? This goes right along with Rivian being truck of the year. I forget who, I uh, actually forget who put that out there. Rivian being truck of the year. Hey, here's the thing. Would you buy a Rivian pickup truck? All right, they're expensive. But that's not the point of it. Where will you get it fixed? All right, there is one Rivian uh, place at the moment in California. Where will you fix this truck? That is my question to you. There's no dealer near you. 
So, yeah, it has a warranty. What, are you going to ship it to California to get it fixed? You can't take it down to Joe Blow's garage down the street from your house. They're not going to do anything with it. So you're going to have to send it, I guess, back to California. Maybe they'll have mobile mechanics, but I don't know what kind of work can be done at the side of your house if they need some kind of parts or to get inside to fix something. That is not going to work out good. And they can't contract with local shops because they would have to be trained, have all the software and everything. So getting one of those, I don't think so. Yeah, and I get you're buying a new vehicle and you shouldn't need any work to it. But I think the real problem is... If it does need work under warranty, how do you get that done? How do you get it done? When It's not like the dealer's 10 miles away or whatever. You could live on the other side of the country and there's just no dealer anywhere near you. There's nowhere to get it done. It's not like there's an electric charging dealer in the area if, say, it stops charging. Now what? You can't drive it anywhere, so it would have to be towed. We're going to flatbed it all the way back to California and you're without a car for however long that takes, weeks. They don't like they have loaners also. Maybe they'll rent you a car from Enterprise. I don't know. I don't know how all that works. If anybody owns a Rivian, I'd love to hear about it. But until then, uh, I'm out until they get a dealer in the area. Now, I want to say that sometimes, sometimes the reason we're not on Mars is not because of some dude in a cinder block basement. Sometimes it's the other side of that coin that brings us to this point. Politicians get paid through tax dollars. I don't know if you know that. It is true. And they waste a lot of time doing things that are stupid and enacting laws that are ridiculous and that wastes our money because they're being paid. You know, they're being paid. They think every time something happens, they need to enact a law. They need to do something about it. And that's not always the case. So what I found here are a few laws around the country that are stopping us from living on the beautiful, beautiful red planet, also known as red paradise. You know, for example, just for example here, like in Little Rock, Arkansas, dogs are prohibited from barking after 6 p.m. Okay, so now some politician... Some politician went out and made the time to, to do a law, and they had to vote on this. Besides, I don't know if these are connected, you know, because of their location, to be honest with you, but you are not allowed to flirt in public, or you can be put in jail for 30 days. 30 days. Also, you know, these three things. In Little Rock, it's also illegal to walk your cow down main street after 1 p.m on sundays yeah that's correct so are these three connected maybe 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 there's some kind of connection considering the state these kind of laws you know are what stopping us from living on red paradise there seem to be a lot of these pet problems around the country that politicians feel the need to legislate and this all takes time right while they're in session, a lot of them get per diem, they're getting paid, all these kind of things. In Illinois, it's illegal to make a face at your dog. I don't know what that means. What a kind of face? You can't make a face at your dog? It's also illegal to give your pet a cigar. I guess you're making a face at it because you're like, hey, you got to smoke the cigar. These kind of dumb things, you know, who thinks about this kind of stupid stuff? 
all politicians. But who has the first idea? They write it down and then, oh, it gets voted on? You know, this kind of stuff gets voted on? It's illegal to give whiskey to your dog in Illinois. Okay, so they can't smoke, they can't drink. Dog's not having any kind of fun at all in Illinois. That doesn't make any sense. And also, if you have a rooster, it has to stand back 300 feet from a residence before it crows. Now, I don't know who gets a ticket for that. Does the rooster get the ticket for that? Do you get the ticket for that? And who measures the distance? You know, from the edge of the residence, from the living area? Who thought of this kind of stupid stuff? I wonder what prompts these laws to ever be started, you know? What prompts these laws? So here, look, Rhode Island, all right? It, intentionally biting off someone's limb is illegal, okay? Intentionally. They have that in there, intentionally. So I suppose if you accidentally bite someone's limb off, that is legal. It is the intentional biting off of a limb is what gets you in trouble. Where did that law come from? Did someone's limb get bit off? And like, you know what? We can't charge this person because there's no legislation, now, here's an interesting one for drivers. Loud noises must be made whenever you pass someone on the left. How about that? Has anyone gotten a ticket for this? This is a legit law. So you really have to honk or make it actually just says loud noises. So I don't know what that means. Maybe you could uh, turn up the noise on the radio, right? Pump up the jam, as the kids say today. That kind of stuff. I'm not sure. The, uh, the last one here, look. Okay, so in Providence, if you happen to be in Providence on a Sunday, it is illegal for a store to sell a toothbrush and a toothpaste to you on Sunday at the same time. Okay, so they can't sell those two things together on Sunday. Now that goes back to a blue law. Where does that come from? What a blue law prohibits both of these things being sold on Sunday to the same person, right? So I guess you can have someone that's with you by one and you by the other. But where does that law come from? Uh-oh, we need to legislate toothpaste sales on a Sunday. We can't be having people buy a toothpaste and a toothbrush to the same person. You know what that leads to? That leads to passing without loud noises. And we can't be having that. Where does this come from? Okay, all these things waste there's, there's some of these in every state. All these waste our money. They're wasting the legislation's time, which most of their time is wasted anyways, doing useless, stupid things. And now we have to pay them. And I can't live on Mars because all the money goes in all the states, all 42 states or whatever, however many there are now. I don't know. And it's just a complete waste. It wastes money and it wastes all of our time. And I'm sick of it. I see the planet up there when it's not cloudy. And yet, I can't get to it. And my hopes are dimming that I will ever build, uh, you know, my homestead there on the planet. Remember, nothing happens until action is taken. So head over to the private Facebook page, the United Federation of Commercial Drivers. Check out the website, uh, truckinganswersnation.com slash UFCD. All right, join there. Get corporations to join. Have your company join. That would work out even better. Tell your story. Let me know what you got going on. And we'll be back soon with another podcast.